Have you ever wondered why cars were built the way that they were built? The last time I was in my car, I took a look at the speedometer and it goes all the way up to 120 miles per hour. Then I look around and I see the road signs. Some say 40, some say 50, some say 60. So the car manufacturer built into the car the potential to do 120 miles per hour, but the environment that it is in in America will not allow it to go past 70 or 80 miles per hour. I just find that funny that my potential or the potential of the car is so big, but the environment constricts it. Doesn't seem like it's fair. But then I remember that there's a place in Germany called the Autobahn. It's a long stretch of highway where you can go as fast as you want to go. No speed limit. So I need you to think about yourself right now. You have limitless potential, but is your environment stifling you? Welcome to The Edge, folks. Let's get sharp. We are going through. We are still vessels. We are still ministers uh, for you so that we can reach out and that we can touch your people. So, Father, bless this word. Uh, prepare our hearts for it. And, Father, speak the words that you want us to hear on this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, how's everybody doing today? I hope everybody is wonderful. You all look good. Amber, I love you. Becky, I love your hat. Um, you look awesome, girl. So, anyway, so. Last time I spoke to you guys, I was speaking from the subject of environment. The title of that message was Where Are You? So this is going to be Where Are You? Part two. Um, so last time we talked, we talked about an environment. And so I need everybody to understand that there is an environment in which you can experience the most success. All right. So that environment for a tree would be like the sun and soil. The environment for a fish would be water. The environment for an eagle would be the sky. So the question that we were trying to answer just a few weeks ago was, what is that environment for you, number one? And then where are you now? So before we continue, let's define success. Success is the accomplishment of an aim or purpose the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. So we understand that success is not a car. Success is not a house. It's not a bunch of money. It's not stuff. Success is accomplished purpose. So what is your purpose? The reason that God created you? Why are you here right now? So growing up, my parents used to ask us to do stuff like clean our room. So the task was to clean your room. So if I washed the dishes, and I scrubbed the kitchen floor and I swept the rugs and I did everything else other than cleaning my room, I still did not accomplish that purpose. When my dad got home, he would see all of the clean house and he would say, oh, that looks nice, but did you clean your room? So I need everybody to refocus on that or, or, or restart um, and really start to think about what is my purpose? Am I doing what God called me to do or am I doing just a bunch of really good, nice things in this world? So success is not that. So what is your purpose? The reason that God created you, someone was going through, and this is the formula that I came up with, 
but somebody was going through something. There was a problem. There was an issue. There was a concern. And so they cried out to God and God's response. God's answer to that prayer was your birth. So you are here to accomplish an, uh, accomplish a purpose. There is an environment where your natural giftings and abilities will shine and you can better accomplish that purpose. For you, that environment is God's presence. That's what we established the last time we spoke. I spoke from uh, Genesis chapter three, verse eight. That's when God called Adam and Eve and he said, where are you? This was after they fell, after they ate the fruit. And uh, God was looking for them because he walked with them every single day in the garden and all of a sudden they're hiding. So he said, where are you? So this is the question that I'm putting forth to you guys. Where are we right now? And it, it wasn't necessarily a place, but where are we in relation to God's presence? Because that is the environment that is set up for man to be the most successful. A huge part of the human experience and the human environment, and this is what we talked about last time, is other human beings, okay? So we have to figure out how to associate with each other. We have to figure out how to associate with other people, even if we're introverted, extroverted, even if we like to be by ourselves, even if we don't like to deal with people, people is, is the call. Jesus said to Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. He says to us that we should go and make disciples of people. So however we feel on the inside, a part of our purpose, a part of our calling is to reach out and touch people. The points that we established last week, the first one was God loves everybody and everybody leaves God, needs God. I'm sorry. That was the first point. God loves everybody. Everybody needs God. We talked about John 3:16, where it says, whosoever believeth in him. Okay. Whosoever, anyone who believes in him will have everlasting life. Anyone who believes on him. So anybody in any condition can cry out to God and God will respond to them. Um, second Peter three, nine says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So God loves everybody. He wants everybody to repent. He wants everybody to come into relationship with him. And then we understand that everybody needs God. Not everybody loves God. Not everybody wants God, but everybody needs God. Romans 3.10 says, none is righteous. No, not one. All have turned aside together. They have become worthless. No one does good. Romans 3.23, the continuation of that chapter says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we understand that we all need God. We all need the, uh, the, uh, the sacrifice that Christ did for us. Okay. Point number two from the last message. Everybody is not for you and you are not for everybody. There are clear cut villains. We talked about Psalms chapter one. Don't take the counsel of the ungodly. Don't hang with people that are sinners. Don't sit with the scornful. Proverbs number one. Don't hang out with people that want to rob and kill. So there are clear cut villains. There are people that are really negative. There are people that are really evil that you shouldn't associate with. But sometimes you have to separate from good people. They're not bad. They're not evil. They're not doing anything wrong, but your lives are going in two different directions. So you're going to have to separate from them. The example that I used was from Genesis uh, uh, 11, 12 and 13. Abraham was called out of his father's house 
It doesn't say that there was anything wrong with his father. It doesn't say that his father was doing anything evil or bad, but God still called him out of his father's house. And when he left, he left with his cousin Lot. And then there became a point where Abraham and Lot were so successful that they couldn't even be together anymore. And they decided that they had to separate them too. Again, the Bible doesn't specifically say that Lot was doing anything evil. It's just that they were both successful and the success was butting heads. So they had to separate. And then one of the final points that I made last time was don't be a Jack. Don't be the villain in the story. Okay. <laughs> don't be that negative influence. Don't be that negative person that God has to separate somebody else from you because you're being that negative person. So that's last week. So this time we're going to go even deeper into our relationship with people. It is what it is, is one of the points that I made last week. And that's going to be the title of this morning's uh, message. It is what it is. You have to learn to accept people for who they are. Don't try to fix it. Don't try to figure it out. Just accept that this is who they are and adjust. Take them for who they are right now, not for who they could be, because who they could be is between them and God. It's hard sometimes, especially when you're in that whole ministry, coaching, counseling mindset, because you want to help people. This is the reason God called me. This is my purpose. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. But sometimes you just got to accept people for who they are. It's hard sometimes because you love them. And because you see that God has so much for them and God wants so much for them. But if you want that stuff for them more than they want it for themselves, then there's absolutely nothing that you can do for them. OK, so point number one this week, know your role and play your part. Write it down. Know your role and play your part. OK, so who are you in this person's life? What role are you playing in this person's life? OK, sometimes we like to play the role of detective. OK, this person is really looking for a friend, but we're in the relationship looking for clues. OK, because we're trying to fix something. We're trying to discover something. We're trying to figure something out. OK, you got to accept them for who they are. You got to uh, not necessarily provide them for for what they need, but understand your role in the relationship and then play that part. OK, so sometimes we like to play the role of detective. They're looking for a friend. We're looking for clues. Sometimes we like to play the role of therapist. And again, this is that ministry counseling, coaching mindset because um, we are all ministers. We are all called to people. So they're looking to just talk about their issues, talk about their problems. And again, we're trying to find solutions. We're trying to fix it for them. And we can't do that. OK, sometimes we play the role of enabler and this is tough sometimes okay because again you love them you want to help them you want to be there for them but you have to really understand or really know is your assistance in their life really holding them back so don't be that enabler okay point number two control what you can control so point number one was know your role point number two control what you can control okay the only thing you can really control, let's establish it right now, is yourself. OK, the only thing in this universe, the only thing on this planet, the only thing in your house that you can really control is you. OK, there's only one thing that you control. Galatians 522. One of the fruit of the spirit is self-control. 
So once you understand your role, once you've established your role in this person's life, decide if you really want to be there. Okay. Decide, do you want to be a part of this production or not? Don't leave it up to them. You decide for yourself. If the spirit is not telling you to stay, then why are you still here? Okay. If the spirit is not telling you to stay in that person's life, if the spirit is not leading you to continue this relationship, then maybe it is time for it to end. All right. So control what you can control. The only thing you can control in any situation is yourself. You can't control how they talk to you. You can't control um, how they treat you. You can't control none of that, but you can control how you respond to it. Are you going to sit there and take it? Are you going to accept that? Are you going to move on with your life? Are you going to have that conversation, that difficult conversation with them? Or are you just going to stand there and take it? So control what you can control. That's point number two. Point number three. And there's a couple of them that are that are after this. But the overarching point is learn to identify who you are dealing with. Okay, let's go. Let's start again. I want to make sure everybody gets everything. Point number one, know your role. Point number two, control what you can control, and that is yourself. Point number three is learn to identify who you are dealing with. And this is so important. Okay, so learn to listen. That's the first thing we're going to do. Learn to listen. Luke 645, a good person produces good things from the treasuries of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasuries of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. So please understand that if you listen to this person long enough, you are going to know who you're dealing with from the overflow of the heart. The mouth speaks. So if this person really does have negative intentions, if this person is really not for you, if you listen to them long enough, you're going to figure out who you're dealing with. Okay. Number two, we need to learn to watch. Okay. Actions scream what words can only whisper. If they are saying sorry, but they continue with the same behavior, they're not sorry. Okay. <laughs> they are not sorry. If you're watching long enough, you're going to begin to understand who it is that you're really dealing with. Okay. So watch behaviors, guys. Look at what they're doing. Look at what they're doing in comparison to what it is that they're saying. And you're going to find out who you're really dealing with. Point. The next thing we need to learn how to do is learn to pray. So let me slow down. We're talking about learning to identify who you're dealing with. Number one, we need to learn to listen. Number two, we need to learn to watch actions. Number three, we need to learn to pray. Okay, learn to pray. I understand that it's not all about us. Okay, one of the things that I said last last week is that sometimes the spirit will lead us directly into this broken person so that we can help them. Sometimes the spirit will lead us directly into this broken person so that they can help us. Maybe there's something that we need to learn from this situation. Maybe there's some experience that we need that we need to get. Maybe there's some character that needs to be developed in this relationship is how God is doing that in our lives. OK, God uses people. He does. So we, we need we need to learn to pray. Proverbs three, five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. OK, 
Let the spirit of God lead you. Let the spirit of God uh, show you exactly what it is that needs to happen in this next step. Is it that you need to leave? Is it that you need to stay? What is it that you need to learn? Okay. James 1.5. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives. Okay. Who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. Sometimes the spirit does lead you to broken people, like I said, so that you can help them or that they can help you. But understand that if you pray long enough, you will understand who you are dealing with. OK, the spirit of God will lead and guide you into all truth. That's exactly what he's there for. That's exactly what he does. So you need to lean and depend on him and allow him to do what he does. OK, and finally, last point, learn to forgive. OK. We're all human. We all make mistakes. And sometimes we all do make mistakes. But even even in the midst of mistakes, understand that there's a lesson there. OK, so don't hold on to that stuff. If somebody hurts you, or if somebody has hurt you in the past, let it go. OK, release it. OK, or no, uh, there's a saying that says um, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting it to kill the other person. You know what I'm saying? So don't be that person. Um, as we talk, if we look into the word, God commands us to forgive. He he uh, he wants us to forgive so that we can release those things. Um, Matthew six twelve, um, in the in the in the Lord's prayer says, "Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us." So we've all said that prayer, and what that really means is, God, I want you to keep that same energy. OK, so however I forgive people, that's exactly how I want you to forgive me. So if I'm going to hold on to a grudge, if I am going to, to hold this person accountable years and years after they've done whatever they've done, then I want you to do the same thing for me. God, please. Thank you. Amen. So that sounds ridiculous because I know I want my stuff forgiven. Okay, I need all of that thrown in the sea of forgetfulness, separated as far as the east is from the west. I need that in my life. And this prayer, this passage basically says, if I want that done, then I'm going to have to learn how to do the same thing. So please learn how to let that stuff go. So this week is a very, very simple message. Okay, it is what it is. Accept people for the, for who they are. You are a human being, an imperfect human being in a world with other imperfect human beings, and we got to learn how to get along. Number one, number two, we got to learn how to um, establish our role, and we got to learn how to finish our purpose and finish our job, and understand that in order to finish our job, we are going to have to interact with minister to and be ministered to by another human being so we got to figure this out all right it is what it is i'm going to say a prayer then i'm going to give us an opportunity to really stop and reflect on these words it is what it is is there somebody that you need to forgive is there a lesson that you needed to learn is there something that you need to relinquish control of? Is there a relationship that you're currently in that you don't understand your role and you need to identify your role? 
okay answer all of those questions for yourself it's not for me that's for you that's between you and that's between god so father i thank you and i praise you for another opportunity to live out my purpose another opportunity to be used by you another opportunity to spend time with my family god you are great father i pray that this word goes down deep into good soil and produces 30 60 100 fold god i pray that these principles are applied and not just heard on this morning and that it causes change in somebody's life in jesus mighty and matchless name i pray amen i love you guys What is up, good people? This is Mike Savage, and I wanted to come on and personally thank you for listening to my podcast. Do me a favor. If you enjoyed it, give it five stars. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. If you want to keep up with my content, follow me on Instagram at Razor's Edge underscore podcast and on Facebook at Savage Lifestyle Solutions. If you want to reach me or book me to speak, reach out to me by my email address, michaelsavagespeaks at gmail.com. I love you and I look forward to hearing from you. So for our final thought this week, we are going to do something a little different. This week, I'm going to give the opportunity to let the listener give the final thought. So this week, I spoke a message called, where are you part two? It is what it is. And here are some of the reactions. Here are some of the takeaways that some of the congregation got. So enjoy and please know that you are not a mistake. You, my friend, are a solution. I love you and I'll see you on the next one. Hey. Not Charlie. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. It wasn't mine. Mm. It wasn't mine. But I was trying. <laughs> but it wasn't mine. So stay in your lane. Control mm. what you can control. See, check with God to see if you are assigned to do this thing. And you know what I said? Even with job and life and everything, let's stop fighting what is not ours, God. Put the boxing gloves down mm. to what's not yours. Mm. If it ain't yours, stop boxing. Get out the ring and let God handle it. He already assigned somebody to it. So, Mike, thank you. Mm. Thank you. It's just confirmation. All right. So for me, like, I'm not, I'm good with people, but I'm not really a people person. I'd rather be by myself than with people. And you know, when you're ministering to somebody, people always talk about, or even when you're speaking to somebody, like to encourage them or something, people always talk about, oh, you speak to the spirit. But in case around that spirit is a bunch of flesh that you got to penetrate first. So you have to really, like what he just said was put into context that you have to, like, know people. You have to take the time to be with people to ever even try to minister to them or encourage them or get to that spirit. It's like that, it's like the, you know, like like a Snickers, they talk about the goop, the nougat in the middle, but you can't bypass chocolate to get to the nougat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so good. Good. Um, that's encouraging because it doesn't all have to be 